1: I feel it coming in the air yeah. And there's screams from everywhere yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill It's a dangerous Son. love affair Come on. Can't be scared when it goes down Got a problem, tell me Son. now Only thing that's on my mind Is gonna this town tonight Son. Hey,
2: welcome to the Aquamalizing Sports Sometimes Witch Show. We, uh, we got a lot to talk about. we to talk about. First of all, let me say yes, happy, do. happy holidays to everybody, everyone who's listening. Uh Merry Christmas. You guys be safe in the New Year's. I will i will be, be sure to mention that again on uh before we leave, but uh you know, it's the holidays, man. It's just it's Arizona, so it doesn't feel like the holidays. So I got to re- remind myself to, re- you know, remember something like that. But you know, well, no, tell you no there's no snow. There's no snow here.
3: It's the holidays here, cause I got nothing but snow, 20-something inches on the ground.
2: Yeah, well, I'd rather.
3: Stuck in the house Friday night, all day Saturday, <laughs> all day Sunday. It was miserable, man, miserable. I, you know but, what? You know, I shoveled this out, and took care of what I needed to take care of for my mom. So Did you? Know, you? took care of it.
2: It's all gravy. So you were shoveling snow. <laughs> you yeah, know like what? You were People golfing. choose to live where they, uh, wanna live. And I'm, yeah, I'm from that, you know, I'm from that area, but it just, if it's snow, if it's snow on Newport News, um it, it goes away. So it's not really like a bad snow there unless we have one of those years that you you probably getting three, four inches. One of those one of those type deals. But uh no, nah, it's not in Arizona man. It's not you you can't get into the holiday experience. If you come freshly from a place where it snows and they you have those real winter times and you come to Arizona, you forget that it's uh without you know, without seeing other lights around and all the commercial, you forget it's a, a Christmas or a holiday. Because it's not, well, that, it's I not there, that well, atmosphere. My
3: mom went out of town. My mom went to Virginia Beach for the weekend.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, so she went over okay. all
3: she had to deal with was rain.
2: Right, right. Cause down there. So
3: we had to deal with all the snow up here, man. It was, and they come off some more snow this weekend too. So, you know, for will be a bit of white Christmas. It's all good. Yeah. i had one in a few years.
2: I know you like that one. This reminds Christmas. me
3: of the snow of 96 that we had up here. Big snowstorm.
2: White Christmas, huh? You're gonna be right in yeah. here. Um, what do you say? I said you're gonna be in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're funny. Yeah, I know you're I'm funny. funny. That's what I heard. But look, man, you don't get no snow here. We got a lot to talk about. First of all, I'm going to get your opinion on a few things. I'm going to get your opinion definitely on, on what Jim would did last night with the huddle, with the situation, even and more so the Washington Redskins, but also uh, how the um, the New York Giants smashed those guys. I want to know if you noticed this, too, the little controversy or a little spat, little situation that went on in the sidelines with the, uh, the uh, Minnesota Vikings when Brett Farr. Did you, did oh, with you, Brett
3: Favre and um,
2: Brad Childress. Brad Childress was on the side. I wasn't
3: able to watch that.
2: Okay, um, well, I, I speak on the game because it didn't. Huh? Okay, but I will speak on it a little bit. But this here's what happened. Uh, Brett Favre was getting smashed, man. Uh, Peppers was all over this guy. Uh, just, he was just on him the whole time. The guy, the offensive of line couldn't block him. So uh, Brad Children trying to save Brett. You know the competitiveness Brett have, being that competitor, want to be on the field till it's over. If you can, if he can, whether win, lose, or draw. And that's understandable, but he was trying to, Children's was just trying to save his quarterback so he doesn't, um, uh, so he can finish the season. These guys are a team that will be in the playoffs. So, Brett Favre, uh, you know, there's so many cameras doing the NFL game now because they don't want to miss anything. They love to see all the controversies go down, even though when it's not controversial, but when it's nonverbal, you can see the actions. And from the outside looking in, people think, oh, there's trouble in Minnesota. Right. You, you don't want to, you don't want to portray that they'll have to do and going into a playoff. You want to, you don't want to portray or have to answer questions. That is, are there, are there situations in Minnesota that needs to be addressed where Brett Favre yanks away from Brad Children? But all Brad was trying to do is take him out the game so he doesn't get hurt. Not because he was playing bad. Now he was playing bad, but everybody knows the competitiveness Brett Favre had. That's why, that's who he is. That's, that's why he get able to come back at the age of 40 and have a great year and be mentioned in the MVPs. But, Brett was just trying to um, save his life. Cause, cause, uh, Peppers was all over this guy, man. Like, all night long. Now, all right. it takes, he's a, Brett's a quarterback, so, you know, by nature, he's soft. Uh, he's one of the toughest quarterbacks, but he's a quarterback. Uh, so, one, one, one decent hit, and he's out the game, and there goes their playoff.
3: Right, but see, my thing is like, you know what, people in the well, some people have a tendency of making a big deal out of others. Understand, again, number one, like you said, Brett Favre is a competitor. So if he's number one, he's getting beat up the first, second quarter, or third quarter, fourth quarter. I think they weren't on it. They were only down, up, but they were only down like they went down by more than like seven or eight points going to the fourth quarter. Right. Um, so what could have happened was Brett could have easily brought them back. He brought them back the first game of the season.
2: This is all he do. He bring teams, bring his uh, team back. Right. So It's not a. It's so not a,
3: Brett didn't want to get out.
2: Yeah, he didn't want to go out. He didn't want to get out. But uh, this was at the end of the game. This was at. This was where. They wasn't gonna, they wasn't gonna win, uh, Children's. Okay, uh, okay. He, they wasn't gonna win, so uh, he was just trying to get his quarterback out. So they have this guy for the playoffs. So I don't know who's the coach, Brad yeah, well, Church- Brad
3: Children, you know, or Manning Brad. Said it.
2: It.
3: Peyton Manning said it great last um, Thursday. We do what the coach tells us to do. and That's the bottom line.
2: Yeah, Peyton Manning. And yeah, he can say he's that now, but I'm just confident professional. I've seen Peyton Manning uh wave his uh punt his punt team off the field twice and I'll play against the guy, third and whatever, playing against him. If he does what the coach say, I remember the coach telling him, uh punt team, punt team, go out on the field. Brett I mean I'm Brett, but uh, uh Manning's waving on Peyton Manning, waving those guys off. The greatest thing about that is he did get the first down. He got the first down uh, for his team twice, both times. And unfortunately, I was on a, uh, I was on the field. I was on the field, <laughs> on the field when he getting yeah. third downs. But so it, 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 it's, it's easy for somebody to say, uh, we do what the coach say when they don't remember the things they've done. So uh, I, I you, can take, you can take that with a grain of salt. I don't know. But it,
3: again, you say I play, I start. I mean, we're going to play because the coach tells us to play. We're going to play. Yeah. And I'm going to tell when you can't play. Now when you're when in a game, things happen. Yeah. People change. You know, we like, we experienced that this year, you know what I mean?
2: hmm Yes, sir.
3: Um, where one person's calling us something, um, something, another person comes, calls. It changes something totally different and Absolutely. then you got another person don't know what they're what's going on with other people but yet they wanna run their mouth about something and don't and just talking about some nonsense.
2: Sound like you got something in your mind. But yeah I hear you loud and clear. I hear you loud and clear. Oh. and that's true. <laughs> and that's true. Okay. So we were on the start line together so we know. Yeah, that's um, what I, I was yeah, yeah. Okay, man. Whatever. But that's the situation. Yeah. I just wanted to get your opinion on that and Brett Favre, you know, the whole thing about it, you know, take the game out the game. Take the guy out the game so we can get a Continue our playoff run. These guys are in the playoffs. Alright, what about, hey, Hongram. Any play? Hongram agrees to, uh, join the Browns as a team president. Do you think is gonna get fired?
3: He's
2: done. You think so? He's, it's a wrap. But look it, at, look how it you He
3: would get, be, I mean, I, you know, Mike is gonna probably bring in Steve Mariucci.
2: You think so? John Gruding. He going bring in, bring somebody, somebody off who's that familiar three. with that West Coast offense, that, that, that under that cloth of uh, that, um, that's that uh Bill Walsh clause. All those guys are under yes. that clause. So he gonna bring somebody that he knows he can understand the offense. Uh and Brady Anderson will be the starting quarterback. All right, all right. Okay. Brady yeah, first I mean, of all first of all, you, you they make mistakes when they go into uh situations where they gotta have a quarterback controversy. You do what the Cleveland Browns did and Man Gina, uh man genius is what they think he called him, so is, uh, Man, you, genius, yeah. You, that's you, you go into the you season. You don't call him that. Me, he, call him that. Well, okay, he goes into the season. Yeah, because things like this. You go into the season, you don't want to tell who your starting quarterback is. That All that does create controversy within the team. Who cares? We know who our starting quarterback is, should be going into the season. That way, you don't have to answer questions of why you wait too late. Now your season turned out the way it did. Now these guys, the Cleveland Browns, are playing like they've won eight, nine games. But I think they've only won two games this year. So, uh, the way they playing, the way Josh Cribbs is taking 100 yard kickoff returns back, East. the way they're running back is breaking Jim Brown records, and that's why I asked you, do, uh, do he keep his job with the, under the, uh, president of, uh, Mike Holmgren?
3: I don't think, I don't, I don't foresee Mike Holmgren keeping him. If right. he does keep him, he'll keep him for one more year. You make a good so point. Can,
2: you make a good point that he brings, uh, somebody in from that West Coast cloth, like a, uh, Mariucci or uh, yeah, guys like that. Mariucci?
3: John Gruden. Grude, um, um You can pop, you know, and I'm saying something. Jim Zorn was under him in Seattle as the old coordinator.
2: What are you doing? Are you in the kitchen making all that noise? You know we're on the air, right?
3: I'm not making no noise. I just got there's a reverb somewhere. I ain't me, Clem. I'm talking to you.
2: You got to cut that noise out on the air. That's what you do. I don't know what you're doing. I'm not making no noise. Got your hand somewhere. All right, man. Look. I'm going to put my hand on you in a second. (laughs) All right, um. Uh, hey, 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 hey! We got, we got we got we got Spivey on the line. We got Junior Spobby, uh, you know, oh, World Series, yeah, Junior Spobby, I guess what's going on, what's going on Spivey? <laughs> what's up, man? I'm glad you can join us. We were we were talking glad about uh, here. Rich. Rich made a good point of who should be coming in uh, as the head coach or who may come in under the Cleveland Brown. Uh, because uh, Mike Holmgren got the president job over there, so he got the, he get to make all the decisions. Um, and I didn't. I didn't think Mike Hunger wanted to leave the Seattle. But I think it was. It was only so much he could do there after being there for a while. He wasn't turning the team around. So step down, get the guy in charge, change the atmosphere. So now he's the president of the Cleveland Browns. And we was trying to figure out if Mike, if uh, I first see him
4: on the field after about a year or
2: two. Was the oh yeah? That's what I. You know what I said. I was thinking that, but um, uh, but when Rich brought up the. Who can come in? He can still be president, still got his hands tapped on to who's the coach. I thought, uh, and then also Rich said he may be there for another year, and I think Mike Holman takes over as the coach and president because a lot of uh, coaches will do that. And uh, I know um, Buddy Ryan was the GM and the, pre- and the coach for our team. Uh, who else? Uh, the big tuner uh, down in Miami. He He's done that a couple times in Dallas. But uh, a lot of coaches like to have two titles and still be on the field, be able to coach these guys.
1: Yeah, I'll just remember
2: this. More control, right? And they can see it. They can see it. Where they, well, they gonna be at practice anyway? But they can see it. They can. Uh, they got a better relationship with the players. You were saying what, Rich?
1: Remember this:
3: that Jim Zorn was his offensive coordinator when they went to the Super Bowl, and they was one of the top offenses in the National Football League, right? If Jim Zorn, when Jim Zorn gets fired we'll talk about the Washington Redskins shortly. Okay.
2: But
3: when Jim Zorn gets fired and Shannon takes over, don't be surprised if Jim Zorn goes to Cleveland as a head coach also. Well
2: that's crazy. how did that good old boy system work like that? He stinks in Washington. Um and then he can go he get a job. Homer. I mean, I, okay, I got okay, here's the deal with me. I'll speak on what I would do. Okay, I got my boys, I got my friends. Now if I can get one of them a job, I'm gonna get one of my i am I'm gonna give a job to him. But I'm gonna tell this guy, look here, here's your track record. You stink. You my boy. Come on in. Let's work our way back up. I'm not just gonna give you that head job and do it like that, but you will be on staff, getting paid. I'm, I'm not gonna hire you out in the street because as long as you're on a team, you got a, you still got that chance to become a coach somewhere. But right, but but Jim's on stinks, man. He, he okay. Granted, he was over there in that offense when they went to the Super Bowl, but they only went to the Super Bowl because Tony Romo is stupid and he can't hold a football, and Seattle beat them guys at home. Uh, also, you got to think, Mike Holmgren was calling those plays. So, True that. But uh, me personally, I'm going to get my boy. It's a good old boy system. But how you just out, outly, and like people don't know, or people not watching this, get this guy. He loses a head coach job because he can't coach. Then he goes to uh, see, uh, Cleveland, possibly, and get the head job.
3: Same way, to Mangini you
2: got fired in the Jets and injection. get the job. Better. That's what I'm saying. saying. That good old boy system, but that good old boy system only work in certain areas. Hey, we're gonna take a break. Yeah. We're gonna come back. This is Kwame Lazo Sports. Sometimes Rich Show. We got a guest. Uh, as always, I don't even call him a guest. He's he's always welcome. Junior Spivey to the show. We might have downtown Daryl Brown calling. Y'all better uh, tune in for this one because it's uh it's gonna get right. All right, we we'll be back in two minutes
1: i'm addicted to the
2: fear i'm ready
1: it's a dangerous love affair can't be scared when it down got a problem tell me now only thing that's on my mind to run this town
5: the fans now have a voice to speak their mind no holds barred
6: I just think that the
5: coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up, or forever hold your mouth. We ain't
6: playing around here.
0: Voice America Sports. Wellness Network.
6: Duty. There's a fly ball deep right field. Back goes O'Neal. He's the... got it for 2.8 seconds left <laughs> to I don't care where
5: they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover, everything. cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Arms. Arms.
2: Welcome back. To the Kwame Lashley Sports Sometimes Rich Show. Uh, we left off. Uh, again, I said Junior Spivey, as always. I'm not going to call him a guest because, you know, he's always welcome to the show. He may have his own show, but he got to find some time to do that. So uh, you look out for that Junior Spivey uh, Sports Show. He's all around, guys. Just not a baseball because he got a World Series ring. Played in the majors for a while. He's not just a baseball guy. He's well-rounded. Uh, also, you know, me and Rich going to come on his show. Bless him with a couple of parents if he'll have us. Don't, don't do it, Spivey. When you get your show, don't do us like this. Don't get your show in then don't let us on. I yeah, you know what I'm saying?
3: That's right,
4: Junior. Yeah. I, I need mean,
2: well,
3: brand new on us. I get, if I get the
4: show, I want it right after your show so we can get a two-hour
2: show. Oh, there it go right there. There it go. Yeah. Right, 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 right there, after your I know it like you. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey, I, hey, I got another guest on this Uh, I got, I got another guest on the show. They call him Downtown Daryl Brown. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, grew up in L.A. in the Crenshaw area. Now, this is something I didn't know. The guy got drafted three times. Baseball, two seventy four betting average. One of the fastest guys at that time when he played four point two forty. He was uh, <clears throat> we was running side by side then. Also, uh, really we, we were running I'm side out. by side. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> you Y'all was really? running side by side. Was, yeah, he run the four two forty. Yeah, we was running side by side. I uh, know. No, really. You tripping? I was now. I was probably right where his uh, back pocket would be, right there. I was still. Oh, no, you about
3: further back, bro.
2: Hold on now. Let's get now, I was gonna talk about Daryl Daryl uh downtown Daryl Brown, but you talking about me now. Let's let's get on to we'll get to me later. We we'll get to me in the last second, when and when my sexy voice come in. Hey, Cowboys uh contract, possibly. I I don't know. I'm gonna ask him about that. Downtown Daryl Brown, welcome to the show, man. This is Kwame Lodge Sports Sometime Rich Show. All right, thanks.
1: Thanks for having me,
2: man. Man, how how do you get drafted three times in baseball?
1: Well, actually, I was drafted four times, but three times in the first round.
2: Oh, okay. So uh, that's what, you know what, I should have said the first round. <laughs> <laughs> three uh, times. Back uh, in four- the 70s. Go ahead.
1: Back in the 70s or so, we used to have a January and a June draft. So There was two drafts during the course of the year, and you was eligible for the draft out of high school, which I didn't get drafted out of high school, but I went to a junior college. Okay. And then got drafted in '75 in the first round in the January draft, and then first round in the June draft.
2: Okay. Oh, four times, three times in the first round. That's hmm. I don't know how many people got that on their resume. I don't know. Nobody. How many, I don't either. I don't know how <laughs> many people got that on their resume. Rich, you gotta check that one out. Um. Okay. So yeah, I'm he, checking it out. Where Where are you? You in Oklahoma out. right now? You're an Oklahoma guy. You, yeah, I'm in Oklahoma City. Oh, yes. Okay, Oklahoma City ain't a bad little spot right there, huh? No, uh, not. Nah. Huh? I right, but what I want to ask you though, we I always talk to Junior about different things, but baseball, the the world of baseball, the sports of baseball, the atmosphere. Where you think it, think it is now? Now, granted, outside of the um, what was it, the bico, the balco, the steroids, and all that stuff. Where you think the the atmosphere of baseball is now? Now, I will say this was a good World Series. I, th- I think it's coming back or came back, but you guys will know a lot more. Of that type of atmosphere because you know them players you ask me something about football i can tell you what's going on from the inside but uh in your, in your I think opinion the
1: atmosphere is great <clears throat> i think the atmosphere is great right now because you know it's every year they break an attendance records. right so everybody's people are not concerned about that you know that Baco stuff you just want to see baseball so you know i think baseball is at all time high and it's going to keep getting better because they keep putting pretty good products out there the things you know now it's like uh anybody can win a game you know more so now than ever, so you never really know you know this one of the years even with top payroll or a team won division, but a lot of times a team with low payroll can win the big thing
2: yeah i I agree with that because i I watch teams like the Florida Marlins do it with no with no no pay on that roster or no um no uh money backing that thing, but then you look at teams like the New York Yankees who continue to try to go get the guy or that guy for this position to build some type, some type of all-star. And they didn't win it for a while, but they finally pulled it off last, last year. So I, I agree. I, baseball, they say the pastime, but I think is if you haven't played it, like I play golf, you don't play golf, you would think it's the boring thing, but baseball is an exciting game the, the, the strategy that goes into it just to make one play, uh, is more intriguing to me. So, and you guys done it for a while. So. Uh, I agree. You brought
1: up a good point because you know you have a good point because as like you say if you don't play the game of baseball you don't understand what's going on from pitch to pitch right you know it's a cat and mouse from pitch to pitch you know and then just like in an umpire situation you know it's a hundred and fifty point difference in bat narratives from where that first pitch is if that guy called that pitch a strike as opposed to a ball so when guys miss pitches too you know everything's pitch to pitch. Things changes from one pitch to the other. One and oh, two and oh, you know, count. Count means everything in right.
2: baseball. And that changes the whole strategy of what that, uh, manager or what that back, uh, is it a lot of times did the back catcher get to run the show or does he continue to look to the sideline, to the, uh, dugout and, um, get the, um, you know, what we want to do, the strategy from the manager? Because I know a lot of, there's some great back catchers that can really call a game. So, uh, in your guys' opinion, Spive, you can uh, well, chime in on that too.
1: <laughs> it depends on who the catcher-pitcher is in most situations. But in most situations, you don't win over the game. You know, you didn't have your meetings before before the series, so you didn't determine how you're going to basically pitch a guy. And now that guy, just the pitcher and catcher, mix it in today to their thoughts. Or if you're not a, uh, you know, like some pitchers and catchers are calling their own games. Okay. You know, it all depends on pitcher-to-pitcher, catcher-to-catcher, who you are.
2: Okay. All right, well, you look, um, we got downtown Darrell Brown. 888-346-9144. You want to call in? You got a question? Comment for them. Look, they don't just call you downtown to be calling you downtown. Tell me how you got that name, man. You, you, was you that guy? Was you like, uh, like, like primetime? They got, they call primetime for a reason. Give me that downtown background. <laughs> Give me that downtown background. That's what I want. That's what we want to hear.
1: The well, did you, because, you know you say you
2: know, that's where all the ladies is at way downtown, so
1: that's why I was <laughs> in here. <laughs> so, oh, so that downtown you know, so really kind of stuck that
2: on me. <laughs> that's downtown where the ladies are or are you downtown where the ladies? Talk to me, come on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, I ain't married, so I ain't gonna be like Tiger, I'm cool.
2: <laughs> Tiger, oh boy oh. Uh, that that guy. So, oh, so you okay you're not married? Downtown, you're not married? No. Okay, so, uh. No, I'm single. Alright, so you can, so you can have 16, 15, 15, 16 women. What you think about the Tiger incident? Talk to him on that one. Rich, you got something on him? Well, I ain't got nothing on him.
1: You know, you know, like Tiger ain't been doing nothing, no other guy ain't doing it. you know, being in that position.
2: What, that superstar status position or, or being access to different but women
1: Billion dollar position. Yo, okay. <laughs> I can't, you know, you have to be in a billion dollar position and understand it like he understands it. I ain't really in that position, but I can just imagine. All
2: right, I hear you, but the, look, don't you think he could have handled that uh a uh, hundred times? uh He a billion dollars guy. He could have handled it a million times, million times better. It's not just Tiger. You got to think about the guy who went to go. Tiger don't have time to go get these women. Think about the guy who had to go get these women, these these ladies for Tiger. while he's on there? When Tiger's on the on the uh, course, this guy's concentrating just like you guys concentrating in your job. You did not have time to do something. But you had that guy who would go get somebody for you. Uh, but you know, yeah. so shouldn't that guy? Yeah, you know, if that's this Tiger boy, shouldn't that guy name be out there sometime? Cause he ain't getting these women by himself.
1: No his, his name I should be out, out there. everybody under the bus, but I lost a lot of respect for a Stanford education.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so you got a daughter? You got a daughter that's coming out this high. So you you were not sending her to Stanford. No, <laughs>
1: you're not sending her to Stanford. Well, 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 she, well, listen, you know, we got some other schools up there now. So oh, okay, you
2: know, <clears throat> yeah, because uh, you know, I think I think Stanford, you know, that's one of the it's an Ivy League school, isn't it? It's a Pack Ten, but they they I'm call it. it high
3: competitive
2: school to get into. What'd you say, uh, Rich?
3: It's a very high competitive academic school to get into.
2: Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's what I hear. It's like you Kansas. Gotta have like Kansas.
3: 1,200 to bet on SATs, high 3.7 above to get in,
1: you know,
2: you recommendations.
3: To, I mean, it's pretty hard to
2: get Kansas into
1: Stanford.
2: Kansas is recruiting
1: her,
2: too. What's that? Kansas is recruiting her, too. Oh, she want to be, yeah, she want to go pro. She better go ahead in Kansas. She better go on Kansas. you know why you have to Kansas downtown. That's why you want to hear Dan, no, <laughs> she, no, uh, uh, what's her name? D. Chanel Brown? Yeah. D. Chanel, speak on a little bit, man. What's, what, where is she? What school she, what high school is she in? Who's recruiting her? We gotta get her out there.
1: She goes to Heritage Hall, uh, it's a private school in Oklahoma City, uh, northwest side of town. You know, she's a shooting she's a condo guard. You know, her specialty is shooting three pointers. She can shoot, she's got NBA range. Okay. You know. So, and I wouldn't say she got it from me because, you know, I, it did, it comes out of her hand real easy. So she shoots it effortless. And for a girl that's really off the, you know, you don't see a lot of, you don't see a lot of boys for that fact nowadays that shoot the ball effortless. It's just like in baseball, we gotta say, when a guy throw the ball, it's effortless. It's with no effort. Yeah. So yeah. she's got a shot like that and she's been recruited by Vanderbilt, UNLV, uh, Kansas, Missouri, uh, Brown. So it's a number of schools, but those are basically about the top five, I guess. She, well, I was gonna Obviously. say, she got
2: some top schools at her man. What, what? She must be smart too. Her GPA yeah, must you know, be three point six two. Three
1: point
2: two. Three point six two. Oh, 3.62. Okay, yeah, she she's doing it. Yeah, Brown Ivy League school. That's what be I believe right there. Uh, yeah. Okay, so D. Chanel Brown. See, I love when uh, athletes make it look smooth. It make they make it look easy, but it is a lot of work to go into it. I'm sure. From, from the time. I a uh,
1: rebounder from me. <laughs> she got,
2: she got a rebounder from you?
1: Yeah, yeah, I do a lot of rebounds.
2: Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> That's why they call you downtown, baby. You do a rebound.
3: <laughs> Drain them number nets.
2: All right, well, we're going to keep, uh, D. Chanel Brown on our radar, man. We, we definitely will talk about her every week. Um, everybody, you know, keep on the lookout for her. Support her any way you can. We'll keep her in the radar for real. Um, let me, let me ask you a question. All this crying going uh-huh. in the sports, crying going in the sports. <laughs> Tell me about this crying situation. I can understand certain situations like um my boy um uh Chad Henry, Johnson. Chad Johnson, uh, Chad uh yeah, Cinco. Yeah. I can understand something like that. And he's toned down a whole lot, a great deal, man. But we we I'm gonna ask you that on the break. But also you got AI, he was crying. Is that a good situation to cry? A hey, coming back to his team with all the animosity, controversy he went through to leave Philly, he back in Philly. Chad, who else was crying, Coach? So, oh man, John, John, you Chad
1: Johnson,
3: had Tim Tebow crying after uh, he lost to floor in Florida, Florida. Well, he lost to uh,
2: Alabama. Oh, Florida Gators guy, emotional. yeah. Good All right. <clears throat> well, we come by. We got downtown Daryl Brown. We got Junior Spivey. Coach B, as always, Kwame Lassa Sports. Sometime Rich Show. Uh, we come back on the other end of this break, and we will finish that up.
5: Now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. Ass
6: and then move oh, I just, and I just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy.
5: And... <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We
0: playing around here.
5: Voice America
0: Sports. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network
6: on the Voice America Sports Network.
5: Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports.
2: Welcome back to the Life Sports Sometimes Rich Show. We got downtown. You heard how he got that name. Downtown Daryl Brown. Uh three times he drafted four times three times in the first round baseball man four two four guy um had a I don't know the code the cowboys contract situation but um now this is good this is good thanks yeah oh that's sugar put some sugar in there we're talking about my coffee right now i apologize guys hold on
3: hold on <laughs> you guys hold on hey junior hey <laughs> Yeah, because hey, Coach, man, hey, let me question. Why um, ah, don't you let us know, know how much uh, downtown influenced you that in your baseball good. career and what was going on with you? Raquami getting okay. coffee. Hey, uh, H- H- He, made, he, he <laughs> was he was a huge
1: influence. I mean, before I got there to the big league, he girl had already
4: seasoned me, you know what I mean, as far as my preparation to get there, the way I thought. I mean, I was already thinking like a big league hitter, you know, before I even got there. So, I mean, you know, so once I got there, I mean, I already knew what I had to do. And when I got caught up, and I mean, I basically got caught up as a defensive replacement. You know what I mean? I just come in and kind of fill in and I got the opportunity to play. And he was like, he basically told me how to come off the bench. He's like, if you're not playing every day, you got to keep your legs sharp. So you got to get your running in. You got to get your extra hitting in. You got to get your work, you know, your workouts in, you know, get on a routine. Those are the things that's priceless that if I didn't have him tell me that, I mean, I would have been out there kind of lost. But when I, I mean, I got there from day one, you know, I was getting my running in, running, you know, staying sharp, man, because it's kind of hard to stay sharp when you're not playing every day. It's easy to play when you're playing every day, but when you're not, that's the hardest job in baseball is to come off the bench and hit because you're not seeing my pitching every day.
3: Uh, so for uh, me,
4: man, he, he meant a great deal to me, man. He he basically, basically gave me the game and gave me all of my knowledge before I even got there. So, you know, I owe a great deal to downtown, man, because if I hadn't got that, man, who knows, you know, what would have happened once I got that
2: opportunity? Shoot, you got that World yeah. Series ring, so, you know, you get a credit debt to a lot. And I think that's a great thing, uh, you guys uh, you guys can attest to this, when somebody can take you under your wings, and they're not even told to do this, just who they are as a person, but they take you under your wings, and they make you or they mow you into uh, the baseball player you are, become the person you become. Uh, and in results, man, you can look back on your career and say, that guy right there or... Uh, or everything I've done here as far as you do have the talent, but I can credit a lot of my talent being directed uh from a guy like downtown Daryl Brown. So and it's no wonder why he got a daughter, uh D Chanel Brown being highly recruited and one of the top schools in the country, all over the country. Uh, hopefully she goes to Kansas. I'm gonna see if I can put my finger on that one. But look, Junior, I know you got some hey, downtown Daryl hey, Brown. I know you got also, some Derral, no, no, no. I know oh, yeah. you got some downtown Daryl Brown stories. If you could share, oh man,
4: I mean, well, I'm going to share this one right here because this is important to me. Um, a lot of people, you know, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Matt Kemp and and Daryl. Man, you know, he was the only one. Now, everybody's jumping on Matt Kemp's bandwagon now uh-huh. because he's he's having success in the major leagues, in the big leagues. But Daryl Daryl was the first and the only one that was basically had Matt Kemp's back from okay. day one. You know, as a scout, he was scouting back then when Matt came out of high school and he had him written in as a first rounder. He was, and they thought he was crazy. You can ask Daryl, Daryl can, you know, basically attest to that. They thought he was crazy. And, you know, what Daryl, you know, wrote about Matt, he had him wrote in as a first rounder and thought he had an opportunity to be a superstar. This was back then. Now everyone is jumping on the bandwagon. They don't need to, they need to basically point and give uh, Daryl his credit and his jersey because he was the one that was watching Matt out of high school. So I just think, man, and it's it's unfortunate that no one is giving Daryl the credit that he deserves because he discovered, to me, he discovered Matt Kemp as well as myself because, hey, I was having the 36th round, and I wasn't supposed to make it to the big league. So, you know, I got opportunity, man. He put in a lot of time with me. He used to throw balls right at me. You know what I'm saying? He used to say things like, "Man, you know, swing at everything. You don't know if you can hit a ball until you swing." That's true. You know what I mean? And that's another thing. That's big.
2: So he that's gave me some you know life. T- he gave me some also life tips mean, right it's there.
4: Everything, man. It's everything. You yeah. don't understand. It's everything.
2: Man, yeah. he's
4: my source when it comes to sports, man. We talk, man, quite often, man. So you know, that's my
2: source. But that, I just had to. That's also a, a life. That's also a life tips. I feel like seems like as he was teaching the game of baseball, he was teaching the game of life also you know you swing at everything you got to go out there and put your name out there while your name is still who it is see what it comes back to you and you take what you don't like throw it away what you do like make it profitable for yourself uh it's just a situation like that the what it sounds like for, for, to me that uh you know you guys should have baseball camps all over America man you guys should be still doing this cuz i i could, all every time i talk to Spivy i hear the passion um for the game so you gotta you gotta wonder why or where he gets his passion from and, and you, the way he's talking about Daryl brown you can see that this guy was a big part a huge part of your life not just uh baseball but uh your livelihood your life who you are as a man stuff like that Daryl brown which, what what are you doing now these days as far as in the film or the ram of baseball you just you know watching your daughter and see things see how that transpire.
1: Well, too. I do that. Uh, I run a little baseball team. where I take kids around to play, we call it the Spaggy Star. <laughs> I take kids around, and we go around and try to get them scholarships. We play against the college kids. I take you know high school kids and let the colleges look at them and see can we get them scholarships to the schools.
2: That's sweet, right there, man. That's a you know I have a coach like that called Tommy Raymond uh, back home in Virginia. He does the same thing as far as football. He makes sure he holds camps so those guys who don't get drafted or get overlooked or you know. Some some scouts like to be safe and go to the the school where they think this player is gonna come out of, it just so they can look like a scout. It's all all only to benefit themselves. But when you hold a camp and you see these guys, like how no one drafts guy, how nobody drafts junior, he has to go to the thirty sixth round. This guy plays baseball with the best of them, and and still handling his business even through the politics that comes with it. But how you miss these guys? So I think I think that's great, man. So you guys should have that whole that whole regiment, that whole ideal going across the uh, globe.
4: Oh, man, I mean, look at Matt Kemp, man. You can you can talk about Matt Derricka, I mean, because you saw him and you you brought him to me. So, you
1: know, you can talk about uh, Matt real quick if we got a little bit of time.
2: We got time. We got time. Okay,
1: well, when I first seen Matt in the scouting since I had Matt like number one on my list. That in the whole Midwest. I had the Midwest part for mm-hmm. the part of Marlins at the time. Okay. And my direct boss at the time told me, he seen Matt as a two-time draft and follow a guy that you wouldn't even sign. Wow! You just draft him and hold on to him and then hope that he get better the next year. So basically, he looked at Matt as a two-year deal. And to make a long story short, in two and a half years, Matt was in the big leagues.
2: <laughs> hey, <laughs> that's crazy! Hey, oh, God. You know,
1: but you know, but they thought I was crazy because I'm the only one, you know I had him number one on my list. It was only a few people even had him on their list.
2: Two years later, he's well, in the big league. I've
1: only got him
2: on the list, but I got him as the best player. See, that's crazy, man. That's why, man. I tell you, what you are doing is huge, and I I can say that because I've I've been through that nonsense. Now I wasn't drafted. Everybody know that story, but I've been through that nonsense. Like, how this guy's not drafted, and how is this guy before him drafted? And he can't even play. He he's not. Even, he's not going even last. It is crazy. It's ridiculous, man, how the, the politics come around and then uh, whomever's in charge. Let's say you, like, you, like Kemp. You, you went out and found Kemp and saw the potential and talent this guy had, not only to be on the team, but the number one player, the best player. And somebody got, somebody could easily say on the opposite end of this that this guy's just a pro, project. He's a, be here two years and we'll see what he does next year that's crazy man oh man
4: kwame kwame yeah. and then daryl called me so this is after matt was drafted and everything after he finished his first year he called me he's like spidey got this kid from oklahoma hey dude, can go he got some tools you know what i mean yeah. but he need to get out of oklahoma he need to get away from here i was like all right bet you know what i mean i called his dad so i called matt's dad and say hey is it all right for matt to come out here and work out with me he just had to get get away from Oklahoma. So I didn't know Matt from a can of paint. Daryl is made that he made that connection. And Matt came out here and stayed out stayed out here with me, worked out with me for what two or three years. Uh-huh. and you know what I mean, the rest was history. But it wasn't that I'm not taking credit for none of that. It's just that, you know what I mean, him being around you, uh Donovan McNabb and all these other athletes that's out here, it basically motivated and inspired him to say, hey, hey. it wasn't My Matt, Matt's thing Matt was like, hey, I don't wanna just get to the big leagues I want those $100 million contracts right. given away out there. <laughs> I, remember, I remember, you know, but like, for
2: real, man, if you going to get into it, go get what's yours. They would, they couldn't give it to you if they didn't have it. But I remember him when we was hanging around. We was at Donovan House. We was at, at Joe House. or We were just hanging out. The guy seemed kind of yeah. quiet, just reserved, like he was, uh, uh, to me, that he was just trying to figure out what everything was going on. I'm happy to be here. The atmosphere was great. So uh, you could – you don't have to take any credit, but that's credit that's coming down from uh, Daryl Brown. Uh, he puts Matt in a relationship with a good person, Junior Spivey. Do you know he's going to do the same thing for somebody else? Th- that's how it works, man. That's how you create good people, a great, good vibe, man. Don't Because somebody say, this guy can't play with that guy. Yeah, we're
4: going to get Matt Kemp on the show, man.
2: Yeah, yeah, we'll get him on the show, man. That, he, that, he took,
4: he took on some hardware this year, man, and, and nobody's even talking about it. This dude took on a gold glove and a silver slugger, and there's a lot of people, and, you know, that say he couldn't even play, you know, center field in the big leagues, man, and, you know, I, and I was like, I didn't say he couldn't play, but I, I, I thought he would be a, you know, a right fielder being 6'4", 235.
3: Yeah,
2: but
4: running like that, you know.
2: I was going to say center field, <laughs> moving he, he like moving. He moving. He in center field. He moving uh, left to right, real well. So that's yeah, good, man. Yeah, you
4: know, and Daryl was a center fielder, so you know, I, I was I'm an infielder.
2: Yeah, you know, Darryl, you know, he, he running a four two. He running right up there with my speed. uh <laughs>
3: I'm yawning again,
2: guys. You yawning again? <laughs> I'm yawning You run that 4, or two, speed. At four or 2 speed, man. You at center field. See, I, I love the shortstop position, but that center field, you you can get to anywhere. All you got to do is watch that ball come off the bat. You can get there. So, see, I, see, I,
1: I, I was a shortstop originally. I was a shortstop. See, that was part of the reason why I was a three time first rounder and I wasn't signing. If it wasn't about the money, And then. I was a shortstop. And they wanted to put me in the outfield. I don't want to go to the outfield. So in them days, every brother that could run, they
2: took him and threw him in the outfield. That's what my coach did me in high school. Mm-hmm. You ain't lying, Coach Snow, Menchville High School. If you listening, if you listening, Coach Snow, Menchville High School, gonna put me in the outfield. I'm a shortstop. Played shortstop from day one. And you gonna cause I can run fast. You gonna put me out. And, I, I feel like Jamie Foxx in uh what's that movie? Some guy. What's that movie? Any given Sunday. Yeah, cut my feet quick. Yeah. He put me at cornerback, break my shoulder. up <laughs> You can't do yeah. that, man. Put let that guy play at his natural position, where he want to play. You get the maximum uh, performance out of him. Not that we won't play center field, but when it's time for me to go to center field, I go. It's just, it's just a lot of coaches do that, man. It's crazy because they think they know more than you or better than you where you belong.
3: Well, me, it reminds you like all football, all football, 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 all yeah. football. Josh Cribb play quarterback at and Colin Kaepernick and uh, now he's returning a receiver running back for the Browns.
2: That's it, man. you got to find if you're going to draft a guy, you draft him for what he did in college to fit your program. Don't come in here changing him up, and now you can't get everything out of him, and, you, and people are looking like, what happened to this guy? Well, he was, a, he was a quarterback. Now you're putting him at receiver, breaking him up. You're getting him broke up. If he's a receiver, don't put him at running back. You can run some plays that maximize his uh, his running back potential, but don't, don't go out there and change the whole complex of what he's did in college to what you want him to do in the pros. Then don't draft that guy. Draft another guy that fits your, uh, your professional offense or professional defense. You draft, the, you draft a guy according to how you want him to play on your team or what he did in college because he's naturally doing that and you don't have to change anything. We're going to take a break, man. We're going to come back in 30 minutes. Rich, before I go to this break, uh, uh, somebody told me to give you the middle finger.
3: I figured that, buddy. No sexy voice. No, no, t- no, no, pay, right. no, no. Hey, pay the man. Hey, pay the man,
4: Cribs. Pay the man. Pay, yeah. pay the man. Pay, him. pay the man.
2: Hey, all right. We won't come um, back. I'm just
3: insults today.
2: Well, Ray Ellis, he just put his finger up, so I don't know what that means, but I, th- I assumed that was to you. I assumed that was to you. That means it ain't much. <laughs> we'd be back in two minutes, man. You got uh, Spobby, Daryl Brown, Coach B.
6: Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, Grand Am, or even Lava Racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, the host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster around the world to work each week to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing, while also never forgetting the local weekend warriors. Pit Pass USA with Larry Henry, your front row seat to the world of racing. Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, of the Power Up Channel. Be there or get a DNF. There's a fly ball deep right field. Back goes O'Neal. He's shot. got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of
5: here. From high school to the pros, we, we, cover, everything. we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports.
3: Arms.
2: Welcome back. From the last sports talk show. Hey man, sometimes stop the sexy voice. Man. This
3: ain't no sexy voice show.
2: You call it sexy, so you must think it's sexy. God damn. You don't want to
3: keep saying it.
2: Hey god damn, let me get my, let me get my voice in, man. Can I, can I talk on the Kwame Live Sports Talk Show? Sometimes rich. But sometimes rich show. Can I do that? Anyway, man. Sometimes me, rich show. Well, let me tell you how sexy my voice is, man. Cause this lady want me on her, she got a sex uh, show. She want me on a sex show. I just got that information across the computer. She want me on the I'm show. Done. I, ain't I'm done. I ain't even lying, man. I ain't even lying. Alright, man. Yeah, you you're last, last segment. You know we ain't got a buzz. Three minutes on this last segment. Feels like it. We got, uh, Daryl Brown. I appreciate you calling in, man. If you hang with us this last segment, but uh, you say something off the air. Always Junior Spivey. We got our major league connection right there. We're gonna get Kemp. Oh, we're gonna get a lot of, they gonna, they gonna bring us a lot of baseball guys. I tell you that. They got the atmosphere and we're gonna pub up whoever you guys want us to pub up. But, uh, Darrell Brown, you said something off the air, man. I thought that was crazy. And how do you miss out on a guy 6'4", with that type of speed, that type of ability? Uh, but how do you miss out on him and then say he can't play? Are you with me? I have no idea. Yeah. Well,
1: I have no idea how you can do that. I mean, it's like, you know, you can understand a guy miss 6-footer. Right. A guy that's average size, because you can see there's a lot of 6-footers out there. But it ain't that many guys 6'4 out there to begin with that's playing baseball.
2: And have so that type when of talent. In
1: high
2: school or college. Yeah. I I and don't know man. Brothers. But they you got all brothers. these you got all They're these baseball. gurus. So many so called gurus that think they are uh, pronosticated, think they know everything about the sport, so you come in with an opinion or a comment suggestion and they go, get this guy out of here, man. I, I know you play, but this guy don't, he's not a baseball player. Next the thing you The problem,
4: they gurus. Yeah. They
2: gurus ain't played. See, so that's, that's, that's my problem. People think I got a little animosity against people who haven't played. I think some of the greatest coaches have never played the game, but don't tell me about the game if you never played the game. At least value my opinion or whatever I have on that subject. If you ain't never played the game, don't tell me about it. I don't care how many books you read. I was in there. So that's my problem with that. And then and I agree with you. How do you miss out on a guy with that type of physical ability and that type of athletic ability and that talent? And then you think he can't play. Anyway, man, let's move let's move on some of something. As always, man, I appreciate it. last segment three eight 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 three four six nine one four four. We talked about uh I say we was gonna talk about that crying in baseball. So uh, not baseball but in everything. So give me your opinion on that. We 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 talked about it on and off. We talked about that Brad Children situation uh early in the segment, but In your opinion, when is crying okay in sports? I'll go with you, coach, first.
3: Well, for me, it's, you know, if an injury happens uh, that really, one of your buddies happened to play or whatever, and he's out for the year or he's getting taken off the stretcher, something like that. Um, you know, I'm not going to sit in the honesty. If there's a loss, I mean, I don't, I say, yeah, Tim Tebow shouldn't have cried because he had another game, but if it's, the last game of the season, the bowl game, and he goes out the same way he went out in Alabama, against Alabama in, in, in an SEC championship game, and he lost the way he lost, and it was his last time playing in Florida. And I can see you shedding a tear.
2: Just on the memories, um, just on the memories of being in Florida.
3: Yeah, just on the simple fact of I can't be, I'm not going to be here in Florida. I spent four quality years here, won two national championships, won a Heisman. know, I did everything I could possibly do, and I'm going to miss the Florida atmosphere. Of playing in, in in the swamp then I can see you shedding a tear AI you do that I in the locker room sh- though don't you do that in the locker
2: room you don't, wait, you don't do that all out on the field you go in the locker room and do all that in my opinion w- would you agree with that or no?
3: yeah you do it on the locker yeah you do it you can't you can't tell yourself when you're going to cry when you're not going to cry in certain instances the, the time is ticking off the clock yeah. you all of a sudden your whole four years has went
2: right, through your eyes you are you about to write a book I hear you I feel you what you're saying let me get, uh, because, uh, we, you know, this last <laughs> Knock you out. going <laughs> will knock nobody out, punk. Hey, Darrell Brown, what's up? Give me your opinion on that.
1: Okay, with me, man, To me, it ain't never acceptable. You're talking about a game. <laughs> there's no way you should have the key word in the thing is game. It's a game. You know, if you've seen the league of their own, even the winners are saying, there's no crying in baseball. There it is. It, it's, it's an old saying. There's no, it, I take it to all sports. What, you're crying about a game. You know, even if you hurt, you don't cry (laughs) because that's not going to solve nothing. A a guy, guy, if you're on the field, you're playing the force, you got to be able to take that stuff. I mean, I done broke and had injuries, and I ain't never thought about crying. I done lost a whole number of games. I done been in College World Series (laughs) where we lost. It ain't never entered my mind to cry. Mm. Mm, never entered my mind. I went home from the College World Series, too, knowing it was my last college game. Never entered my mind to cry. We blew a seven
2: to nothing lead. You left it all on the field. A seven to nothing lead. Yeah, Yeah, you you can't even cry off that. That's just straight anger. anger. That's anger. Never thought about crying. Yeah, I would ask Junior, but I mean, shoot, I know Junior probably feel the same way. But I'm gonna go to you, Junior. I
4: feel the same way. I feel the same way because I was just brought up old school. You just, you know, room for crying. Mm You just don't cry. And that was my thing, you know. That's
2: that's where the game has changed, you know. I mean, now it's acceptable. You know, you see everybody crying. So now, you know, I'm pretty sure Aaron Rodgers was crying after that loss the other day. Oh so, man, I mean, you you
3: do everything you could, <laughs> and then the last play of the game, come yeah, on, yeah, they lost. it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure Aaron Rodgers was
2: crying. Yeah, but you know what? You you don't do you didn't that. You
3: ain't
4: see it though. That's my thing. You,
2: you, you see ain't see it. He was. You ain't see it. You can go home. I, I hear I hear what you guys are saying as far as the, the crying in uh, any sports. But a uh, situation like um you're not crying because you lost a game, like Chad Ochocinco Johnson. You're not crying because you lost a game. You're crying because you lost a a great friend. We don't know the relationship with these guys. But oh, well, it, death it, is different. was it, it, a whole different ball game. Whole different ball game because it, it had nothing to do with the I lost the football game or I dropped the pass or anything right. like that. Just the memory. Yeah, a
1: whole different ball game when you bring death into it. Well, when
2: you bring death into it, but a situation like AI, AI coming back the to emotions. Philly, the emotions, yeah. So well, I
1: understand emotional too, but I'm still not going to do it. But I understand it because some people you can't control your emotions, right? And that was the right. happiest. That's what, what, That's what was Coach saying. was saying. So That's what Rich was saying. When you're happy.
2: Yeah, I,
1: you I, win I, like the World Series. I Understand you crying? You're happy. You know, you, you know, happy crying is cool.
2: <laughs> but, but not, but not a, after a lost crime in the World Series. So happy, long, crying, hey, happy crying, happy crying. know, go ahead, Rich, because you're gonna talk about me.
3: In '96, y'all saw Mike crying.
2: <laughs> Mike, who? When he
3: won won that third championship.
2: That's good. He was crying on the floor crying,
3: hugging the um, championship, the the, the the ball championship. The
2: the, the trophy. The
3: trophy. He was sitting on the the, the, the floor floor hugging the champion crying. No one said anything about that. Is it it because he won the championship or is he won it again? His father just was killed months before.
2: We got a minute to close. And he won.
4: They had one, I mean that's emotions, we were talking about emotions, but he wasn't crying when he was losing against Detroit. When Detroit was
2: when they were him beating out, them up out of the playoffs every year. You know what I mean? Hey, one more thing before we go, look, what about T.O. in that press conference? I just got that, uh, <laughs> oh, What, oh, what no. about that? T.O. in that press <laughs> conference that's my quarterback. No, that's man, my he, quarterback. Do that. he
4: was crying for somebody else, man. He, he was crying for yeah. quarterback and his lips was quivering, man. Come on, man. You <laughs> didn't say that's my quarterback. That's my
3: friend. Okay.
4: Oh, man, I no, see that right
3: there. All right, got to
4: bring out, hey man, get that clip, Kwame. Okay, every I get that. You, you got to run that. You got to run that every
1: time. I,
2: oh. I get that. Hey man, on your to. way out, you got to run that one. <laughs> we, <way. laughs> we oh, I get that for you, Spivey. We, we got to close <laughs> out, man. But let me say this: I appreciate my guest, Junior, as always. Daryl Brown, you know, you're welcome. We'll talk about D. Shawneel Brown, Coach B. You know, always, man. Always a good show. There's room still available at the resort for the New Year's. It's close to Tempe and Scottsdale. I'm talking about the Scottsdale Camelback Inn. Uh, You want to get a call? 480-947-3300. Scottsdale Camelback.com. There's still room for the New Year's. I might get me one. Hey, I appreciate it, guys. We holler back next week. Hey, we get some more guests on the show. Appreciate you.